Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Holiness is suitable or fitting or holiness is appropriate for your house. Excuse me. The, the other uh, word that can be used there is beautiful. And, the, and if you have an NIV, the NIV uses the word to adorn. The holy, holiness adorns your house, it says. But it, it means that it enhances his appearance. It makes it more attractive, more beautiful. And when I read that, it's like I, I just feel like I should put both together and say, you know, holiness, it's, it's appropriate for your house, and it makes it more beautiful. It's both. It, it's suitable for God's. And, and not talking about a literal house, but it's a, it's a metaphor. And but it, it it it's suitable for God's house, and it's makes it much more attractive. It's holiness is one of the the principal attributes of God. In Isaiah chapter six and verse one, uh, it says, "The seraphim they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth." is full of his glory. In Revelation chapter 4, the living creatures, it says that it do not cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. You know, if, if, you, if you ask most people, you'd say, God is, you know, and kind of fill in the blank, God is. I think most probably would think right off the bat would say love. But, you know, these seraphim, these heavenly beings that are in the presence of God, they're not crying out love, loving, loving, loving is the God, or merciful, 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 or, or mighty, or mighty, or mighty. They're, but they're crying out holy, 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 because it's, it's like it's the most impressive aspect of God's character, the most, the most awe-inspiring, the, the one aspect of God that, that elicits a, a response more than any other is his perfect, infinite holiness, absolute purity. It, it, just, it just evokes a response from these heavenly beings. They, they can't help themselves. They just say, holy, 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 because when they get in that presence, it, it overwhelms them. God is a holy God. Everything about him is holy. Everything that has to do with him is holy. In the tabernacle and in the temple, as you approach God, the, first, the closer you get to God, you went into a holy place. And then in the very presence of God was the holy of holies. The furniture was holy. The, the utensils in the tabernacle and in the temple were holy. The priest's garments were holy. In, in Psalm 47, it says God's throne is holy. In Psalm 48, it says uh, God's mountain is holy. In Psalm 60, it says his words are holy. I mean, he, and his spirit is what? It's a whole, his spirit is a holy spirit, a holy spirit. Everything about him is holy. There's a, a purity and a righteousness about God that that's, it's beyond description. It's infinite. You, you can kind of sense it, but I don't know that you could really describe it. I remember Frank gives a testimony of when he went to Brazil several years ago. And while he was there, there was a woman on the, uh, who had gone to Brazil with them on that trip, and, and she fell into a trance. 
and she and she saw the presence of the Lord. The presence of Jesus was there, and she just began to say, "Crucify me, crucify." She said, she, "When it was over, he was talking." Frank was saying, "He said." In the presence of God. Now, this is a Christian, a godly Christian woman. I mean, this is this is a, a woman who is separated, living for God, a, a born again, spirit filled Christian, on fire for, and yet in His presence, she felt like just filthy and and like she could hardly even stand being in His presence because of His righteousness and His holiness. The Scriptures. I want to look at a scripture and. First Peter. Just listen to what it says in First Peter. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your behavior. The King James uses says in all your manner of conversation, but that word conversation it doesn't mean it doesn't mean uh, speaking to someone. It means your whole manner of life. Be holy yourselves in all your behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. In 1 Peter it says, as obedient children, we're not to be conformed, no longer conformed to the, to the lusts which were formerly ours in ignorance. You know, the, the world is corrupt. The world is ungodly. The world is unholy. And we, before we knew God, we were corrupt. We were ungodly. We were unholy. But a, a holy God called us to himself. And now he says to us, he says, now you're going to be different because you're my child and because I've put my spirit within you. I'm holy and now you're going to be holy. And I'm going to rescue you from the corruption that was your formal, formerly yours, the lusts that were there. And I'm going to teach you the right way, my way. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to put my spirit in you. And from within, you begin to manifest the holiness that I want for you. So what is holiness? Well, first thing, I, I remember Derek Prince said this. He said, the first thing about holiness to remember, it, it is not just a set of rules. Now, there are certain, uh, when we live in holiness, there are certain things that we can and can't do. It's true. There are some rules, you might say, but it's not just a set of rules. It's not living just by a set of rules. Because, you know, some churches call themselves holiness churches, and I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but... And a lot of times they'll have a, 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 a set form that the way we should live, the way we should dress, the certain activities we can't do. And you know, you could do all that. You could wear your hair a certain way and dress a certain way and, and not go to the movies and not drink or whatever. But inside you could be full of bitterness and anger or jealousy. I mean, so it's, it's not just an outward living. It's more than that. It's much more than that. God is not holy because he's keeping a set of rules. He's holy by nature. And in him, there is no darkness, the Bible says. And he is incapable of wrong or error. You know, listen to this scripture that, 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 uh, that came up in me when I was praying and getting ready. In Jeremiah 32, listen. It's talking about the sins of, the, of, of Judah, how they were backslidden and idol worshiping and, and, what they, and how they had walked, how they'd walked away from God. It says they built the high places, the people of Judah. They built the high places of Baal that are in the valley of Ben-Hinnon. And caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I had, God says, which I had not commanded them. Listen, nor, have it, nor had it entered my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. God says, I couldn't even conceive, I'm so righteous and I'm so holy, I couldn't even conceive of the, such a wrong. I couldn't even, it couldn't even enter my mind to do such a, a horrible thing. 
I think Christians sometimes associate, uh, they, have a, they have a wrong idea of holiness. They, they associate it just with things we can't do, you know, cer- certain activities and certain ways of talking. But true holiness is something that emanates from within. You know, it, it, it's, it's the law written on my heart, not on tablets of stone. It, it's still doing what the law says to do, but it's, it's from within. And, you know, and, uh, it's part of a, who we are as Christians. I'm not a chicken. Someone, I, I, I kind of laughed. Someone said, I'm not a chicken because I act like a chicken. I can go outside and scratch the dirt and eat bugs and go cluck, cluck, but I, that doesn't make me a chicken. But, but if I am a chicken, I'll act a certain way because it's my nature. And see, God says by nature. We have, we, we've been given a new nature. I've been given a new nature. <clears throat> the Greek word for holy is, is hagios, H-A-G-I-O-S. And, and it ba- basically means to be separated. When it talks about God, it, it means that he is separated from every other thing. He's unique. He's he's. There's none like him. He's absolutely pure and holy. He's totally separated from every other being. There's none like him in all the universe. And speaking about us as, as Christians, when it talks about us being holy, it means that we are separated from the, from the world and separated to God. And then there's several other related uh, words that are in the New Testament that are, that are associated with holiness or to be holy. And, and they all start with H-A-G-I-O or H-A-G-I-A, or Hagio something or Hagia something. And one of them is Hagia Sune, which is holiness. And it means, the, the manif- it means holy character, the manifestation of holiness in personal conduct. You know, we need to live a certain way. We, you know, Jesus said, you are not of the world even as I am. Even in the same way that Jesus was not of the world, I am not of the world because I have a different spirit than the world. I know I look like a lo- everybody else walking. I look like a human being like everybody else. But inside of me, I'm different. I have a whole different, a whole different uh, what do you call that, uh, operating system, like in a computer. I have a whole different operating system. Uh, you might be Mac and I might be Android or something. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm an Android, all right? And uh, yeah, compared to the world, I'm a real android. Anyway, uh, but holiness, we're to walk in holiness. Second Corinthians, I'll, I'll try to quote this, but I probably wouldn't do it right. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter 7. Therefore, having these promises, what promises? Well, we'll read them again later, but just before that, he, the Apostle Paul, just before that, the Apostle Paul is talking about coming out, being separated from the world. Oh, what agreement? I'll go back into chapter 6. Oh, what agreement, excuse me, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. That's right. He, he, he's in us. He's walking in us. Therefore, because I'm in you, therefore come out from among them and be separate from the world, from the ungodly, and do not touch what is unclean. And, I will, and if you do that, I will welcome you, and I'll be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And then he says this. 
you know, this is a letter. This is, I mean, we, we break it down to chapters, but this is a letter that Paul is writing. And he's saying, because of what I just said, therefore, having these promises that God will come and God will be a father to us and we'll be sons and daughters to him, have, because, we, because we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, the apostle Paul wrote, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. That's that word, hagiosune, holiness, the manifestation of holiness and personal holy character hallelujah and then the, the the word we talked about first hagios it's also used to talk about all christians you know we're all the bible calls us all saints you know you don't have to have a you don't have to be designated a saint by a church i, I tell you you're designated by a saint by god god calls us all saints literally holy ones in paul's letter to the romans he says to all who are to all who are in rome saints by calling holy ones we're all holy ones because we're god's people and uh, and then to sanctify, to make holy, in uh, in Matthew chapter six and verse nine, the beginning of the Lord's prayer, hallowed be thy name. The word there is really it's holy, it's hagiazo, it's holy God, it's holy God, holy is your name, Lord. And then to sanctification, hagiazmos, you know, separation unto God. So you know, in Christ, the Bible says, in Christ we are sanctified. And yet we are becoming sanctified. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? What, is, what do you mean we are sanctified? Well, I describe it this way. Let's say a, a sculptor wants to make something, uh, but he makes, wants to make it out of wood or out of marble. First thing he does is he goes to where they sell the wood, or he goes to the quarry where they sell the marble, and, uh, and, he, picks out, and he picks out a piece of wood or he picks out a piece of marble. Now, he... So as soon as he picks that piece of wood, or as soon as he picks that piece of marble, that piece is set aside for a purpose. So it is sanctified. It's set apart. It's separated. But then he takes that, and he begins to work on it. And he makes it, and he takes that, which is already separated, and he forms it. They, so it is sanctified, but it's becoming sanctified. It's a process. He's working on it. He's chipping away at it and making it become. There's an image that he has for it. He said, I, I see what I want this to be, so I'm going to chip here, and I'm going to chip there, and I'm going to form this thing into what I want. And that's what the Bible says when it says he began a good work in us, and he's, he's going to keep working on us until the day of Christ Jesus. You are sanctified. You are set apart for God, but God's working on you. He's making us all into the image of Christ, and we all need to be worked on. I tell you, I, as much as anybody, I need to be worked on. Come on, someone throw your hands up. Uh, I saw you didn't throw your hand up. Throw your hand up. There you go. Hallelujah. So we are, it's the Spirit of God teaching us, leading us, and guiding us to be like him. You know, it's teaching, teaching us from the, from the inside out, you know, governing us by the Spirit. Convicting us of right and what's right and what's wrong, what we yeah and yes, what we should and shouldn't do or say or certain certain attitudes, wrong things. Again, like I say, it's the law written in our hearts. It's the it's the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us into all the truth. The Bible says. Hebrews. I get excited when I talk about holiness because I tell you, it, it, this is who we are. It's who it's who we are. It's what God's made us. Hallelujah. Where am I? Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 14. Pursue peace with all men and the holiness. Some Bibles say holiness, some say sanctification. It's the same thing. And the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. 
Isn't that an amazing statement? Pursue peace with all men. Now, the King James uses the word follow. Follow is, is not quite right because follow is a passive word. In other words, I'm not doing anything. I'm just following. But it's, it's pursue. You go after it. Seek it. You know, and pursue what? Pursue peace with all men and the holiness. Pursue that holiness without which, if we're not pursuing holiness, the Bible says no man will see the Lord. Without which no man will see the Lord. It's a phenomenal statement. You know, go after it. And, and it makes me wonder. You know, I read this. I say, am I pursuing holiness? I ask myself, am I pursuing holiness? Am I going after it? I wonder how many people are. I wonder how many people are really concerned about their own personal holiness. If we allow ourselves to say, you know, God, am I, am I seeking holiness? Am I wanting it? Am I pursuing it like I should? How many people are endeavoring to, to really be more holy? And asking God to make them more holy. Pursuing holiness in thought, in word, and in deed. And, and doing what Paul says in, in Romans chapter 12 when it says, presenting your bodies, what? A living and a holy sacrifice. Presenting your bodies to God, a living and a holy sacrifice. Casting down, he wrote to the, to the Corinthian church. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Listen, listen what the scriptures say about holiness. In 1 Corinthians the Apostle Paul writes, the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. That's what we are as the body of Christ. We're a holy temple unto God. Ephesians chapter 2, in whom, in Jesus, the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord. And then later on in Ephesians chapter 5, talking about uh, Jesus and the church, he said that when he gave himself, that he might present to himself the church, Jesus, in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but she should be holy and blameless. God, Jesus is coming back for a church that's walking in holiness without spot or wrinkle, holy and blameless, waiting for the Lord to come back and redeem him and bring us home to glory. He is now in Colossians, the apostle Paul wrote, he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him, the father, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. And First Peter chapter 2, it says, you are a holy race. I mean, you are a chosen race, a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession or his own special people. And then, and then it says this, and I just want to read this in First John. Because this is, this is, everyone's looking for the return of the Lord. Well, here's, a, here's the way. It says, beloved, now we are children of God. And it is not appeared as yet what we will be we know that when he appears we will be like him because we'll see him just as he is hallelujah when jesus comes back when he appears when he comes we're going to be like him we're going to because we will see him just like he is and then it says this and everyone who has this hope fixed on him everyone who's waiting for the return of the lord and to be made like him everyone waiting for him purifies himself as he is pure it's something we do you say god i want to i want to be pure and holy when you come back after me Hallelujah. And I'm working on it. I'm letting the Spirit of God work on me and be more useful to you. you know, do The question I ask so many times, I ask myself, do, do we see holiness as something that's desirable? Do we see holiness as something that's attractive, something that's beautiful, something worth having, something going after? You know, when, I, when you see someone walking in holiness, does it make you want to be like them? To say, I want, I want to be, you know, they used to have this ad on TV, I want to be like Mike. Well, I want to be like a holy, I want to see a holy person. I want to see a person walking in holiness. I'll say, I want to be like him. I want to be like that godly person. 
Yeah, I tell you, it's, holiness is the secret to, relation, to intimate relationship with God. It's the secret to the anointing. It's the secret to the power of God because God won't pour out his spirit to any degree in carnal worldly people. So it benefits us. Come out from among them, the Bible said. We read that scripture in first in Second Corinthians. Come out from among them and be separate, and I'll welcome you, and I'll be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord God Almighty. If we see God as attractive, if we see God as desirable, if we want the presence of God and the power of God in our lives, then we would then we would understand that the price, whatever the price to pay for holiness is well worth it. You know, it's like a beautiful article of clothing. Uh, the, the way it fits, uh, the way it makes you look, the material. I mean, it, when you put it on, it does so much for you. You feel like, I got to have it, no matter what the price. You know, I was watching a video uh, a while back, and these two guys, they, they, they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go suit shopping. We're, we're going we're gonna to get a, a, a suit for like $600, we're going to get a suit for like $1,500, and we're going to get a suit for like three or $4,000. So the first place they went was, uh, was like a department store, like Macy's. I think it might have been Nordstrom's or someplace. And they got a, like, they got a men's suit right off the rack for 600 bucks. And they tried it on. It's like, yeah, you know, this is pretty nice. It feels good. You know, fits pretty, fits pretty good. Then they went to a men's store, uh, and they, they got a suit that was worth about 1500 $1,600. Bucks. And uh, they tried it on. It's like, Whoa. The guy's like, whoa, this fits all together different. Whoa, this is something. This is really nice. I mean, look at the material and the way it fits. I think I really like the way it looked. And they look in the mirror, you know, and say, well, I really look sharp. Then they went to this other place where they make suits for you. They're like four, three, four thousand dollars And the material, and they measure you, and they make it specifically for you. Now, the, the second suit, the $1,500 suit, wasn't made specifically for them. It was tailored. It was altered so that it would fit them real good. But this one they made, and he said, when he tried it on, he said, oh, I couldn't believe it. I cannot believe how this fits. I mean, it's like, whoa, I am looking sharp tonight, you know. And so, but as much as they liked it, they couldn't afford it. He says, oh, I'll go back and get the other suit. But it was a difference. But that's what it's like, holiness. Holiness is like that three or $4,000. When, when it comes on, it's like, whoa, I love the. You know, I love the way this makes me look before God. I want to be attractive to God. I want God to, to like what he sees, you know. I mean, he does love you. I'm not saying he doesn't love you, but you understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. So it's, it's, like, it's like a bride, you know, when, when, on her wedding day, when she walks in with that gown on, and everyone's in awe of how she looks, you know, and she's thinking all the time, all the effort, all the money, everything I tend for this day is worth it. Because look how I look. And that's the way God wants us to look. It's the way God wants us to see holiness. It makes us spiritually attractive to God. So I pray tonight that, that you'll, you'll have a hunger, that you'll want to pursue holiness, uh, with the holiness without which no man will see the Lord, that we'll go after it. You know, We'll say, Holy Spirit, here I am. I surrender to you and to your ways. God, I want to be attractive to you. I want to be more attractive to you than I've ever been. So I give myself to you, Lord. I yield myself to your spirit. I want to be holy. I want to walk in holiness before you. It's what I want, and I pray it's what you want too. In Jesus' name, we love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you on Sunday. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. 
Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.